I mean he's an impersonator. A fake. We interrupt this broadcast to bring you the following urgent announcement. You, yes you, put down that oversized bottle of Scrumpy and listen here. Do you like being entertained? Do you like television? Well, do we have the show for you. Built for people who love TV, where three rapscallions dissect two television shows, one old and one not so old, for a probable audience of one. It's time for Hardly TV History. Hello and thanks for tuning in to Hardly TV History, the show where three idiots talk about two television shows for a probable audience of one. My name is Shannon and as usual, joined here by both Jake and Christian. Hello everyone. Hey. Just short and sharp from you, Christian. Just yeah. into it. Like I like yeah, I like the attitude tonight. I like the energy. Why it's use about. many word when few word do trick? It's and just speaking directly to our audience there, which is which is the right <laughs> pitch. Uh, it is clearly the dumbest show uh, that you've downloaded this week. Um, so thanks for joining us. Um, but we're talking. We've gone highbrow today. We've gone. We've gone Bruck, Bruckheimer level high. Um, <laughs> Bruckheimer level so high. It's, it's such a high. It's is, a lofty, is, that a, is, that a level, high. is that a level, is it? It's just below Bay. It's like there's Michael Bay, <laughs> then there's Jerry Bruckheimer is the, is the heights that we're scaling today. We're doing two kind of police procedural shows, but but shining a light on 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 uh, on areas that don't get much love in the TV landscape. Of course, one of these shows was an absolute cultural touchstone that really changed not only uh, police procedurals, but pretty much would actually change the American legal system. The other one is bull. So. Um, <laughs> Let's let's start with CSI, Jake. You've got CSI. I'm holding, handing you the new ball. Go for your life. <laughs> well, I think everyone knows what CSI is about. So CSI is following the uh, crime scene investigation unit of Las Vegas, Nevada, the second best uh, crime lab in the world, number number two behind uh, Washington DC FBI. He doesn't say that, but I know that for a fact. Uh, we, we we joined. Uh, so Holly Gibbs, uh, Gribbs, sorry, Holly Gribbs is joining the. The Graveyard Shift, uh, who's headed by Gil Grissom. And they're following, I'll, I'll run through the murders really quickly. This is a, a murder a murder that appeared to be a suicide in a bathtub. Uh, a, a drunk is shot in uh, to death in one of his, in one of the guy's house. Uh, a guy picks up a sex worker, she drugs him and leaves him, and then she's involved in a car accident. And they're the crimes that they investigate on the first episode. Yeah. And uh, I don't know when this show actually aired for the first time. It would be early, early two thousand. I think it's two thousand. Two thousand. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So this is this is early. This is two thousand. I I absolutely loved CSI. I was a CSI junkie. Mm, um, I could see that it, as it was airing. So you know, episodically, and then you know, DVDs came out, and I bought all the box sets and watched them religiously. But I haven't seen the pilot since. It, since I watched the last round of DVDs, so probably at least 10, maybe 15 years ago. Um, there's a lot going on in this pilot. Yeah, heaps and it, going and on. It, and it does feel like we wandered into a show that had already been on for an for like, you know, six months. Mm. Like it, did, it, did, it didn't feel like a pilot episode a little bit. It just felt like you were thrown in there, particularly around um, the, 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 the main cop, Paul Guilfoyle's character, whose name escapes me right now, um, him just being super angry at one of the CSI guys. 
um, with no real explanation as to why. Uh, and uh, it was a little bit baffling um, to to watch that and and just be like, I don't know why he why he's angry at him, but he's very very angry. Yes. Um, yes. And, and, Jim Brasson. Jim Brass. Jim Brass, thank you. And and I'm showing how long it's been since I've watched these shows. Um, but it is like nothing else on TV. It certainly was at that stage um, with, the, with the mixture of kind of live action, practical kind of, you know, the, the zoom and enhance kind of thing that we're <laughs> used to is what is the way it's shot too. So as soon as you get a clue on a dead body, it zooms right in with kind of CGI breakdowns of whatever we're looking at. You know, and it's the close-up of a toenail or whatever else it is, mixed with kind of real procedural type DNA forensics type type mm. tools. Is that real mixture? So you do genuine. It's it's a show that, while I will put on the record, is incredibly dumb. I think when you look at <laughs> when you actually look at it, it makes yes. the audience feel very smart. I think that's yes. what it does successfully. Is you're like along for the ride, so you think. Oh yeah, I can I can solve this with these guys. I, like I am just these types of tools away from solving murders. I reckon that's what it does for the audience. Yeah, it, it's a really interesting blend of macro and micro. Like you've got the overall like narrative of the episode, and and, and you get some kind of introduction to the characters. There's two of them who are um, CSI investigators, and they they're both competing to get to their hundredth case because that seems to put you into a higher tier of investigator and get paid a bit more. And so you, you've got a bit of an insight into like the the narrative and the characters. We, uh, we're getting a, a we get a, a a bit of a stereotypical cliched sort of spiel from Holly Gribbs, the, the new person about you know, how she didn't really want to do the job and her mum pressured it into it. Mm. And you get the the older veteran sort of trying to pump up her tires and say, oh, you know, this is the best job in the world, yada, yada, yada. And it, it was very, very cliche. Um, but then, yeah, like you say, you get this like zoom in and the use of flashbacks in the episode is interesting. Uh, and also... At the time, it was revol- it was revolutionary, revolutionary, really, because you didn't. Yeah, it was. Nowadays, that that sort of flashbacks is a, is an accepted sort of trope, but back then it was new. And what was particularly interesting in the pilot is the flashbacks changed as the story from the witnesses changed. So the witness isn't narrating what happened; you actually get to see it played out with some you know, lens effects and things like that to denote that it's a that it's a memory or a retelling. Yeah, this, this show is garbage. I'm just going to put it out there now. Like, this show is trash. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't to, I don't want to beat around the bush. And I, and I, I put it on the table that, that I love this show. And I, I still do. This pilot is trash. Um, it, it, it does nothing to set characters up. No. So so what the hell is a CSI level three? What does that mean for the audience? The most disappointing thing through this whole this whole thing is I, I don't think again I don't think that the stories the the, the murders or the, the the crimes are particularly strong. Um, no. I was really surprised by how quickly they devolved into um, conflict or um, character beats rather than the actual solving. If you broke down this episode of a forty five minute fifty minute, at least half of it is on character development. Yeah. Is on like how do they feel about such and such and. And the worst part of this whole show is the dialogue. This dialogue is absolute crap. Like it's just trash. And you you hit the nail on the head, Christian. It is the most cliched dialogue I've seen of like, I'm a working single mum and I'm just yeah. trying to and then I'm gonna go and hug my child. And like it's just it was just trash. Like I really just did not enjoy this this experience. Go, okay, Christian, yeah. No, I was gonna say, like, I I I've got other problems with the episode, and I'm a bit surprised it went so negative so so quickly, Shannon. But I, I thank you for that because I can kind of offload it onto my off 
get it off my chest. There's a heap of troubling stuff in this. Mm. Like, I know it was mm. 2000 and there's a whole heap of cliched stuff, but there's also really weird things like the newbie comes in and they take a pint of their blood for just some yeah. un- unexplained it's, it's, reason. And like, he says that's, that's standard procedure, you know, whatever. Yeah. He lies to her. He lies to her. He he stole her bodily fluids. Yeah, yeah, yep, yep. And there's this other, there's this sort of subplot that's going on, or or, uh, one of the other narratives where one of the CSIs who's investigating a a crime wants to get a warrant from a judge, and his boss is refusing it for some arbitrary reason, which doesn't make any sense to the audience. Which is that 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 conflict I think you were alluding to, Shannon, between the, the boss cop and the CSI. And so he goes to the judge's house, has a has a has a moment there. But then the judge basically says, "I'll give you the warrant if you go put this bet on it. If, if you if you can take some of my money to go put a wager on a on a football game." Like, but we get it; like he's a gambler. Yeah, it's well, pretty established pretty quickly that he gambles a lot. Like that's, well, that's established. well, no, it's established nine times because this yes, subtlety is not times. the art of CSI. No, um, there's, no. there's no subtlety. But the important thing in, is here. Basically, justice is dependent on like the, 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 it. Just sort of goes into how corrupt the whole thing, mm. the, the whole force is. Really, it, it, it's it's a really poor example of making us feel like the police department is above above reproach, and yeah. and, and there's nothing to suggest in in the life of CSI that all of these guys are not very dedicated, hardworking, above the line kind of people. If you start at this low bar. When they do overstep, because you've got to have a police procedural cannot function if if some of the characters don't overstep the line sometimes, because that's your your exciting kind of key part in in, in Act Two, um, and so. But it starts early with basically this the Warwick Brain character kind of just you know, and that's after he's he has a has a, a gun pointed at him because he's a black guy at a judge's house, and yeah. and the judge doesn't think to say anything to the police officer other than. That's that's Warwick Brown. Off you go, sunshine, and yeah. they all just go, oh, well, and it's just completely forgotten about. Like that, that does not that does yeah. not come up at all in the rest of the episode. Yep, that, that just goes to show how tr- like that's just another troubling aspect of of, of the show, and they just kind of hand wave away that that's a terrible yeah. example of, of systemic racism, and and the yeah. judge doesn't care. Yeah, it's just it's just like oh, well, he's going to put a bet on for me for off you. It's go. just it's just accepted. It's fine. You know, it was yeah. whatever. It's uh yeah, and I mean, it it clearly develops its its formula early, which is you're going to have a, a case of the of the day, and then you have a num a number of other smaller cases, so that your secondary characters have something to do, yeah. and you don't get bogged down in the main case. And normally, you've got a, a serious secondary case, and then maybe a a quirky third case, and that's exactly what we saw here with Nick and his his stripper that absorbed eye drops from the nipples of like i just yeah. what is going on oh what i think they, they, need, they needed to show that it was vegas and anything can happen mm. and it's crazy you know like they need yeah. to they needed to show that side of things very early on the dude trying to cheat on his wife is the most likable character in this whole yeah. show. Yeah. Like, I don't, yeah. I don't understand how that happened. <laughs> Nick's like bent over backwards for the guy trying to cheat on his wife. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he's just like, "Don't do that again." Ha ha. <laughs> All right, well, we, we have trashed this show. What what worked? What's good? What what? I mean, I, I think you know, I, I think Gil Grissom's a good character. You instantly walk in, and you instantly knows i think he's, he's instantly likable you know william peterson's generally pretty likable straight early on 
And I think he's probably the only only character that you actually could like other than maybe Nick. It- He's he's in, he's authoritarian early, so you yeah. you trust that he knows what he's doing very early, and so you know I was I was and he the problem with these shows, of course, is you, <laughs> these guys have got to talk at the audience to explain what's going on, but they're yeah. not just talking to a lab tech, and I'm sitting there half time going, he knows. Yes. He knows that yes. he knows what a striation is. You yes. <laughs> condescending bastard. Oh, I, I like <laughs> the, the very the very first line. Bloody um, brass says, "Well, I'm not a." A bug expert or something, and you just yeah. like he's like, well, oh, so Gil's a bug expert then, is he? Oh, yeah. it's just yeah, like he's an some of that. I, I, I don't want to be negative because that's it's just it. it I, I did I did like his character is is probably the best part of the show, and going forward, it, people have seen it. You know, it, it really dies off once he yeah. goes, yeah. Yeah. and then he comes back because he's needed to come back. So he is really the heart of the of the show. Um, what what did what was interesting is you know. He's, he's solved 99 cases, Warwick Brown. And he mm-hmm. still needs to be reminded that, you know, take your emotion out of it. After 99 cases, surely you know that you need to take your emotion out of it. That, that It was a really hard turn to have mm. Brass hate him so dramatically mm. for really seemingly no reason when he's clearly a very competent... Obviously, um, there's more going on in the background, yeah. but but they, they didn't explain that very well. They didn't, At all. Didn't, they didn't explain anything. <laughs> they um, didn't explain anything other than what a bug is um, yeah. but, but to, the, Christian, to the audience. Christian was right. The the, the flashbacks were, were very, very interestingly done. Like they, when they got a new piece of information, they retold the story and what they were thinking at the time. So I, I took it as what the CSI are picturing in their head when mm-hmm. they're explaining it. Yeah. And I, I did like how they could make even the mundane of task look interesting, like crawling around on the on the bathroom floor looking for a toenail, they mm. somehow made that slightly interesting. Well, because well, they put like a music, like a musical sort of interlude over the, over the background of it. They broke out the black light and I'm like, this is some dude like private bathroom. There's going to be all mm. sorts of shit that's going to come out when you, when you open that black light. And, and not one on. thing. Not, not one not thing. thing. It was yeah. the cleanest bathroom cleanest. ever. <laughs> cleanest what, bathroom ever. Yeah. What did, what did work is I think the use, the, the narrative use of a single character who's brand new, who is actually taken out, so narratively, she she doesn't feature more broadly in the show. Mm-hmm. So so I think that that created an interesting hook about shit. They might kill a character here that we've just met. So mm-hmm. that's normally not what happens. It's normally she's the kind of key protagonist through the rest of the story, mm-hmm. uh, and they they had they kind of had the stones to do that and then kill her, almost kill her off. I think that the, the hook is well, is she alive in the next episode? I think yep. that worked really well. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, the use of flashbacks is is absolutely what sets the show apart. The micro, the macro, all that stuff, and the flashbacks and adding to the story absolutely works. Um, and and we've got to talk about the theme song. Like the theme oh, song crushes yeah. it. It is oh, instantly no. iconic. Hate- it's instantly iconic. I skipped um, it. I skipped it instantly because I didn't want to watch it again because I've heard yeah. that song about nine no, million times. No, I, I, I watched it, it in its, but in its at, totality. At the, at the time, you know, you you couldn't you couldn't move anywhere without saying that song and everyone knows it's CSI. Like they, they yeah. know it's instantly iconic. Yeah. Look, and and like, using it, it using it for the other shows, particularly the you know, using the Who in different versions through mm. the different um CSIs, I think was really clever. Um and, and CSI Miami arguably starting with the with the wow yeah. is is almost more iconic than this. It hundred um, percent is. Yeah. I, I when I think of CSI I think of CSI Miami and the wow and the yeah. and the sunglasses. 
Yeah. You know, so I, I think that that works really, really well. And that's, um, it probably kicked off, it, in my mind, it kicked off the trend of using pop songs, or popular songs mm-hmm. for theme songs. You know, okay. it, it, I, I can't think of, a sh- of another show where that, you know, they took a, a well-known song and made it um, their theme song. Most of the shows beforehand, if they've got a theme song, it's it's written for that show. Um, mm. So I think that kicked off that trend a little bit. We've seen that more and more um, post-CSI. Yeah. Can I talk about another thing I really liked in the show? Well, really liked is probably a bit strong, but anyway. <laughs> the magic forensic machines. Mm. Like they just bring yep. along their sample of whatever it is. Yep. They just insert it into the machine. They have some banter with the lab tech standing next to them. Then, you know, bing, bang, boom, ping, ping. Here's yeah. your result, you know? Like, yeah. why aren't all the crimes in the world being solved immediately? Well, and I think that's the problem with the CSI show is that these things take months, months mm. and months and months to get to get through. And you, know, you don't get a, a, a instant result within a couple of days. Like, that's not how it works. And minutes, I think, mate. you know, minutes. minutes. I don't think that, that's, not, that's not how the real world works. So obviously obviously for television, but you, you would have seen the, the rise of CSI-esque classes or criminology or criminal psychology would have gone through the roof because of these kind of shows. And it's just not how it works. And the impact on the American justice system particularly, but not just American, but all justice systems um, has been incredible. And they they actually call it the CSI effect. Mm. Um, It's well known and there's there's plenty of studies on it, but effectively um, juries now expect to see forensic evidence presented Mm -hmm. to them. So, so if you, if you come and you try a case, um, that does not include DNA. It's much harder to find a conviction, and and it's because these shows effectively try and tell you that every time you touch anything, you're going to leave DNA, mm. um, and it's it, it doesn't work in 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 practicality like it does on the show, and and it doesn't just bing bang boom and spits out here's a list of everyone, you know, here's the list of the perfect suspect, you know, fingerprints often have to be manually. Um, compared, so you've got a human giving their expert opinion rather than mm-hmm. a, a machine that just says, "Yep, that's a perfect match." So all those issues are, are huge issues, and and it's probably it's probably seen a rise of of junk sciences and and junk forensic science in things like bite mark evidence. You know, become a massive massive issue um, because this these shows like this just say that that's that's a hundred percent proven. You know, they go to a bite mark expert and they'll go, bing, bang, boom, oh, yeah, that's a perfect match. And so people that juries are seeing this and going, well, he's an expert in bite marks, so that must be true. And these sort of, some of these some of these um, disciplines have been thrown out by judges because they're just not up to a scientific standard that they need to be beyond all reasonable doubt. So I think that's a fascinating case study in the fact that this show has caused this issue for, for juries in the, in the around the world. Well, that's exactly right because historically what would happen is if there was forensic evidence produced, you know, the prosecutors would present it as evidence. Defense, like defense lawyers would turn around and, and get their own experts and try and disprove it. With that CSI effect in place, people are much less primed to perhaps believe that criticism. Mm. Um, they're, they're more, they're, they're very, they're prepared already to accept the fact that experts have all this forensic evidence that works just like in CSI, the prosecution get to make their case first. So yeah. that would be what's embedding in people's mind. And then trying to undo that, you're effectively trying to not just beat the testimony of the, of the expert witness and, and the forensic evidence there. You're actually trying to undo what now 20 years of yeah. effectively conditioning of, of the jury pool. 
So that's and a, it is, and it's it's some of these people who've watched it thinking now they're experts because they've seen all these stuff on on these shows, mm-hmm. um, and and you know turning to their sec- other juror and going, well, that's not what Nick said, it's uh, <laughs> it's not what Gil thinks. So out of there. So it, it is it is a genuine issue, which I just think is fascinating um, as as a, a, an un- unintended consequence to what is I think arguably a very dumb show. Um, well, I want I want I want to talk about some dumb things, Shane, because. There's there's a few dumb things that the characters do who are smart people. They they do. Well, the first thing is they leave a brand new CSI tech alone twice. Yes. Not just once. Yeah. Twice. Twice. And and if you're if you've hurt yourself right by kicking a door in with someone someone else's shoe, mm-hmm. why would you wear thongs mm-hmm. with a bloody feet toe hanging out the side of it so the CSI techs could. See it. I mean, are they just dumb people in the world, and they actually do this? But I, I think I think what you'll find is that these stories are drawn from real life I examples. Just, so I, I just I think I think a lot. Of, I mean, we take everything with a grain of salt. But I think a lot of these are actually drawn from genuine kind of examples. I think you've hit the nail on the head there, and I think this is the biggest issue with that I've got with CSI is that the blurring between what is a lab tech mm-hmm. and what is oh. a police officer. That that line, even in the first episode, is completely and utterly blurred. She calls so, the backup, and and a CSI tech with a gun turns yeah. up. <laughs> yes. What the yes, hell is going on? Why wouldn't yeah, a cop yeah. turn up who's like around the corner, or you know, presumably patrolling the area, or whether there's just a robbery, staying at the scene? But a, yeah. a fellow CSI tech with a gun turns up. Look, our American audience might be able to help us, but I'm pretty sure even in America that lab technicians do not carry weapons because they are on site with other pol- with real police officers yes. who are being police officer at the same time that the scientists, let's not forget these people are scientists, yep. <laughs> to, to take swabs and stuff. Um, you're right. The fact that she's left alone um, at an active uh, criminal okay. investigation and a crime scene. Um, Twice. Twice, Twice. And, um, but she, but she's she's not accompanied by another CSI person no. rather than an actual police officer. It, it's her first night, so of course you you throw the new person as a as a you know forensic investigator into active crime scenes to go and bumble their way through gathering evidence and you know presumably cocking all sorts of stuff up. But importantly, for that we haven't mentioned. Yeah, she is actually left alone twice, and she has a gun pulled on her twice, twice. in the same shift, in the same. If if you if you had a gun put on your very first night, yeah. and then you get dropped, and then you get, to, I know, I know, uh, Warwick Brown, he left her when he shouldn't have. He should have been there with her. Yeah, but well, but you would think a police officer. I mean, I'm not sure if like the guy returned and took out the cop who was watching the door or whatever. And, no, you know, he. He makes a point that says that the police officer left because the, the the criminal comes in and says, "I just saw a police car pull away, drive away." Mm. Um, is everything okay in here? Well, he might have been lying and take it till he took it. He, he could have, but let's on face value, let's trust the criminal because okay. that's what we okay, do okay, on sure. this show, yeah, Jake. Trust yeah, the murderer. Sure. Yep, yep. Let's trust the murderer who, for some reason, returns and then kills the lab tech. Yeah, mm-hmm. why would even you kill he's the lab home tech? Free. Mm. Yeah, well, you I just... don't know. Anyway. Doesn't doesn't make any sense to me either, but you know, presumably murderers have issues, you know, sorting things yeah, be, out because of way. because of drama. Like it's, mm. it, it, I don't think it needed that as an exciting incident to, no. to to do that. I think this show kind of smacks to me of them not being confident that that the procedural part, mm. that the that the graphics and stuff was enough to retain people's attention for 
you know, 50 minutes. That's what yeah. it, it really feels like they were, they were tentatively saying, trying to just sort of, here's a whole bunch of other bullshit and, and some, some smattering of the CSI stuff. And what I think the audience then ended up turning around and saying is we actually like the CSI stuff and you don't yeah. need the rest of it. What do you think they, the, the people who created the show were thinking about when they, when they made it? Do you think they had this vision for the whole CSI thing being the, being the hook and the thing that was going to addic- uh, get people addicted? Or were they just throwing shit at a wall and hoping for the best? I, I, re- I reckon they, they wanted the CSI stuff to be popular mm. and then, this is in my head, and then the network's gone, no one's going to watch that. You need more <laughs> character stuff. Like, or, or it tested really badly or something happened that, they needed to jam all this drama into it because the the, the brown and brass stuff makes no sense. Like it, it makes zero sense why he's so mad at him with no backstory. And um, I think that they, they, they maybe it was too boring. They needed an exciting incident to to throw in there. Mm. But it, 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 it you're right. It, it reeks of them not trusting themselves. It, it, I can imagine the the net network exec chomping on a big cigar, leaning back and going, "It needs more tits." <laughs> have we got a stripper in here? Like, you know, can't someone suck on a nipple? And, and like, it's just, it's what is that storyline? She, she stripped, what, three times in that in the whole yep. thing, down to her underwear, three times? Yep. And then she flirted with the, the, the lab tech. Yeah. Yeah, it, it was it's, all, it's all very raunchy. It's, no, but the thing is, it's it's shot, those flashbacks are shot like it's something out of seven. Like, yeah. it's, <laughs> it's grainy and just like the, camera guys having a heart attack or a seizure at the same time. Like I don't, it's, it, it needed to, to polish itself just a little bit, but it does feel very unfocused. Um, the thing that, the thing that struck me is it is garbage. And I will again put that on record, but it's, <laughs> but it's very watchable garbage. It is like I didn't, the time flew. And by the time yeah. I got to it, I was like, oh, show episodes over. That's and, true. And you can see why it, it got to 400 episodes and three spin-offs because it is very intensely watchable garbage as mm. long as you don't pull any kind of threads that we're doing. Um, but it, 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 it did a horrible job of introducing its cast. It was incredibly cliched when it did do that. And, and the dialogue was just is, is next level trash than, than what we've seen on this, on these shows that we've done. Yeah. But there was some cool stuff in there. And I think, the cool stuff was innovative enough at the time and interesting enough at the time to capture the the attention of the audience and and, and pull us in. So it, yeah, it's it's probably and it was probably didn't pull any punches with some of its its depiction of dead bodies. Mm. Uh, I don't think we've seen kind of the level of um, you know going the camera going into a bullet wound and Mm -hmm. you know that kind of sort of heavy use of cgi to it didn't really pull its punches with a lot of the gore i think which is probably not something we're used to seeing on on network particularly network tv Hmm. um which i thought was really interesting it was probably more gory than i thought and when i when i juxtaposed that to the opening scene of like the cold open for bull Hmm. i was actually struck by how how kind of gory that not gory, but how vivid that dead yes. body was that yeah. washed up. So, and I was kind of like coming back, and I was like, "Well, I reckon CSI's really paved the way for that." Hundred percent well. has. Yep. So, so I think it it didn't pull its punches, and and when I say it's really dumb, I think it's 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 smart stuff that's been dumbed down. Like nothing, nothing that we say is supposed to. You know, there's some very clever people solving crimes this way. Um, and 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 uh, you know the, the, they do an amazing job, and it's just it's really dumbed down for its audience. And I think that you could actually have a level where you present this stuff 
in a factual way without the drama. And I think that it makes a better show. And I think that as they go along, they get the balance better. But this yep. this this pilot is just overwrought nonsense. It, but if it, you want to see, it's all, it's all over the shop. Hmm. But if you want to see an example of a CSI type show or the same kind of feel that's done to that much, to, to a much more, uh, I suppose, um, I don't want to say higher level because not quite right, but to a much polished. more much more polished and a much more in depth look at, at, I suppose, the mechanics and the forensic behind things. I, I think immediately of Mindhunter. You know, we've done that show oh, previously yeah. on, on this show. I don't think Mindhunter exists without CSI because Mindhunter mm-hmm. is kind of CSI, but taken through taken to a whole different level and with a much more cerebral uh, and very much more thoughtful and, and, in, and in much more mentally intense sort of um, take on it. And, and, and I mean, a show, a show set in that time period that f- focuses on the early, early phases of mm. sort of forensic, the, the yep. forensics itself would be fascinating as well. I yep. mean, forensics goes all the way back. One of my favorite forensic stories, uh, it, it, revealing myself as a bit of a crime nerd here, yeah. um, but the story about, uh, the the murder um, with a with a shovel in the early early late eighteen hundreds, um, and so someone is murdered with a shovel, and they can't work out who did it. So the 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 police ask all of the townspeople to bring their shovel um, and just wait, and then the shovel that has all the flies attracted to it mm. um, in the town square is is ultimately the the person who murdered them. Because I mean that's that's forensics in its basic in mm. its most basic of format. Um, and so it's that kind of stuff, that principle that's been developed over hundreds of years, um, is a really fascinating look at something that wasn't hadn't been done before. So um, it, you know, CSR has paved the way for a lot of that, and I think that that mm. is really cool with some very very unintended um, side effects. Yeah. Um, and, and another thing that we really don't know a huge about about is is the jury selection process, which is the the focus of our next uh, show. Funny about that that oh. we, we we linked those together. How's that for a segue? I suppose I'll pick up and take take this from here. So the next show we're going to talk about is Bull, um, which is a 2016 TV show. So it came out uh, you know more than a decade and, and a half after after CSI, but it basically follows uh, a fellow named uh, Doctor Jason Bull, who runs a company called Trial Analysis Corporation, which is basically they they, they sort of brand themselves as a jury consulting. Um, firm and their whole thing is to actually look at what is the composition of a jury who are the people on board that jury what demographic do they fit into what are their motivations they they have some kind of magic computer for wizardry that lets them build profiles of, of people and basically they are effectively guns for hire who will help extremely wealthy people game the jury system to try and get a favorable outcome for themselves using various modeling and psychological techniques. They really make play, make light, uh, play into the fact that Dr. Jason Bull is an incredibly intelligent man. He's very accomplished. He has a PhD in psychology. He hates lawyers. He seems to hate the legal system, judging by the work that he does to, you know, ensure that uh, trials are not particularly fair. Um, and uh, this episode sees us uh, with uh, uh, opens with the scene of a murder. A young girl washes up on a beach, which is a very gory and graphic scene, as you described, Shannon, which is very similar to CSI. Uh, and basically, the whole episode is a, is a series of uh, tells the story of, of Dr. Jason Bull and his team helping a young man um, prove his innocence after he's been accused of murdering this young woman who's turned up turned up on the beach. Um, and the big point that I was going to make is it feels an awful lot like CSI. Like the way the episode is constructed, it's put together. There's, there's um, sort of flashbacky type conversations that, that are happening. There's uh, this magic computer 
analysis <laughs> and psychology that seems to be going on. That's yeah. Dr. Jason Bull seems to be able to predict exactly what what people are what people are saying in the jury or which way they're going to vote just by by observing them. Um, and there's also a similar res- lack of respect for the actual law because Dr. Jason Bull's people seem to be able to just break into computers at will, help themselves yes. to people's personal email accounts, their financial records, their transactions. Records, They'll yeah. bug a lawyer. You know, um, his his personal, they put a bug in his watch that was gifted to him by the President of the United States just to keep tabs on him, and they then go behind his, the lawyer's back to talk to his um, his client. There's a whole heap of issues there, but, yeah, in a lot of ways it's similar to CSI, but there are some some subtle differences. What, what were your takes? Well, I'm, I'm, I, won't, I won't back down. I didn't like this show at mm-hmm. all. I, I thought I thought it was a bit dumb. Just, just, just because I mean, they have a magical computer system that that can no, no name computer system. There's no way explaining how they do it, but someone's created an algorithm that they can basically track and hack and get everyone's personal information. And I, yeah. I just, it, it, it's it's horribly scary if this is the actual reality because I'm sure it is reality and it's terrifying. But <laughs> I just, I just hate how he's introduced. I hate how Bull's introduced. I hate the opening scene with the with the fake jury because. If you knew a client's coming and you wanted to display what's going on, surely you could just go, yeah, you three say he's not guilty, the rest of you be quiet. I know. And, it, 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 and, and then the way he explained it was just like, well, I knew that was going to happen. And mm-hmm. you're like, well, of course you knew it was going to I mean, you could easily explain and plan that to happen, you yep. daft rich man. Yep. It's, it's magic computers and magic people. And it's the yep. same thing in CSI. You, you yep. have the, the CSI techs going out and, and immediately asking questions of the witnesses and it seemed to that they all i mean they seem to instinctively know you know what the situation was they're not really being led by the evidence they kind of get an idea of what's going on then they go and try and find the evidence to prove their point which is kind of backwards well mm. not kind of backwards it's exactly backwards of the way yeah. that you're supposed to do it and i, I just didn't like how it, it, it was irrelevant if he was guilty or not mm-hmm. like that, right. that that really that really irked me that it was irrelevant if he was guilty or not Mm-hmm. And no one even cared if he was. It was just like we're going to get you off, no matter if you did it or not. Yep. And I, I, I really disliked that. Yeah. The the thing that I kind of picked that I, that kind of got on my on my nerves was that the fact that this is available to the the defence. And keep in mind, this is a criminal trial for the murder of a of a young woman. Um, the defence have this insanely expensive, insanely complicated way of um, effectively manipulating the jury into into voting the way that they want to let this person go. And of course, the, nar- the narrative and the plot armor of the whole episode is that the young man is actually innocent and he couldn't possibly have murdered the girl because it turns out he uh, wasn't sleeping with her because he's actually, he's actually gay. Um, and uh, we, we find out the real murderer was actually um, a friend, one of the girl's friends, mums who was insanely jealous of her for, for some reason. I didn't really understand that whole plot. It didn't make, didn't make any sense to me. Um, and the and the young man ends up ends up going free, but you're exactly right. It didn't matter if he was innocent or not. The fact is, he was going to get off because his parents could afford to pay yeah. Doctor Bull to, you know, profile the jury, try out which figure out which arguments were going to work, and uh, you know could afford the best the best lawyer. All this trial jury manipulation stuff, and he was probably going to get off regardless. Exactly. Like, it, it was it yeah. was never designed to be a fair a fair trial, and that and that's. That's what instantly threw me off because no one even cared if he was innocent, and I was just like, "Well, I don't care about this case because 
bad guys could be walking through because they have a bit of money. Like that just seems like yeah. the one percent are always going to win. But how is that any different to CSI when the judge signs a blank warrant for the guy? Oh, don't get so me wrong. CSI, a $5, has, bet on for him. CSI has many problems, but they're still the law enforcement. They're, they're trying. Bulk of the characters are trying to do the right thing. Yep. Where this this show just doesn't give a shit. No, but what's interesting is CSI comes out in the year two thousand, and so that yep. was kind of the culture that they wanted to portray at the time. You know, these cops yeah. are, above, are kind of above repro- uh, above reproach and they can do whatever they want and there's there's no real rules. We've gone forward 2016, so, you know, more than a decade and a half. It's now not the cops who are doing, who are, you know, above, who, who are beyond um, beyond reproach and can do whatever they want. It's actually the the clients, uh, the, the, the people working for the extremely wealthy. Mm. So that's, in a way, even more troubling. Yeah, I'll just shorthand it. This show's trash. Uh, you know, <laughs> so, so CSI um, was garbage and this is trash? Is that what you're saying? And this is trash. <laughs> this, and I mean, this is this is a trend of of the 2000s, the 2010s and on, is our, is our lead character, Idiot Savant, who is mm-hmm. very bad with people, but is very, very intelligent. Um, it, it carries on. It's the house. It's Monk. It's all of those kind of flow on effect is they're a genius but they have trouble relating to people and and michael weatherly who plays bull is just a jerk he's a general jerk um to it it's but it's probably it's it's an interesting look at at an area we don't see and i think we're going to see that a lot more with police procedures because let's frank let's face it particularly in america the police are a divisive group and and they're becoming more and more divisive because the spotlight is is purely focused on them so i think it's hard to get a show up that makes the police the good guys, particularly in the States. So so you're going to see more of the kind of other connected pieces of the puzzle rather than just the general, you know, bang on the door, police, that that kind of stuff. Um, you can probably get away with Brooklyn Nine-Nine, but you look at what happened in the last season of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. They had to address, mm-hmm. you know, Black Lives Matter and, and that because it was such a topical uh, uh situation so i think this is the kind of stuff we're going to see in the future um the reality is that rich defendants um in any system have access to far better defenses than anyone else and and whether you believe jury this kind of science of jury rigging or not i don't i don't know i think it's all a bunch of bumpkiss in in this particular setting um there's no way you can tell which per, which way a person is going to vote that jury selection is critical and there's there's people at that early stages who whose job it is holding solely to try and work out which is the best mix of people to get your client through but after you've done that you can't control them one iota like mm. that's it you're done effectively they're sitting in the room and they're sequestered for that reason and there's a whole bunch of stuff that goes on so um it's a little bit of bumpkiss but it's a to me, it was a bit of a it was a fascinating look at, and I think at least that stage, and it could have, if it was taken seriously, it could have been really interesting around what are we trying to find out, what are we what are we using, what techniques are we we employing to pick a jury that's going to be favourable to our client. I really liked um, the, the 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 thematic device of having the jury directly talk to Bull. Yeah, that was like, cool. I thought that was a really interesting moment where, and they only used it once, but he, they turned and talked directly to him and had that conversation about what they were thinking. If that if that device continues, I think that's a really cool device to utilize. Oh, the ending, man, oh, that lost me immediately. The oh. overall conversation with Jura oh, before or whatever she was, yeah. where he chased her down and talked to her, and she knew his background was it from a broken home or whatever i just i it lost me complete does anyone have any idea what the hell that was mm-hmm. no, no. I, don't, I don't know why i did that i mean i'm guessing that 
I, I, I can't even guess why. Oh, I've got an idea. It's it's to sort of portray how complicated Bull's life is, and and to try and hint that there's some more, there's some deeper motivations behind the way, the the reason why he does this work, and blah 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 blah. blah. And but how how, how he's jury... so good at. But why have a jury member that doesn't know him from a bar of soap espouse well, all this stuff did, about him? Like she didn't even bizarre. know that she didn't even know that he was what he was until he kind of introduced himself. She guessed, but she wouldn't know for sure. Mm. And then he, but then he solved the murder as well. Is that what is that what the yeah. end, end of the, yes. the show was? Yes. So he solved the yeah. murder as well. Yep, because he's got the ability to basically call up the police and have a whole army of police jump at his yeah. at his at his. And, and then him rock up as she walks the window and be like. The David Caruso moment. Oh, she did it, and then all he was missing was wow. What's he doing there? Well, what is he why doing? Was he he's there? phoned up the police because, and then gone. Look, I've just beaten you in this case. All right, yeah. I've just wiped the floor with you guys because I've got all this superior ability. Mm. Um, yeah, but I can tell you who actually did it. Honest, come on. Yeah, yeah. and, and but, but wait, make sure you coordinate with me so we can all go together. Yeah, and I can rock so out. I can, out of the I car. can stand there. Yeah, and, and be look, like, look menacing at her. I did yeah. this. This is yep. me. <laughs> yep. Yep. It really lost me at that point. And I know that was about character development for Bull going mm-hmm. forward, but it was the wrong way of shoehorning that in. Yep. And he didn't need to solve it. Like no. I, the fact that he is particularly an, not unethical, but he doesn't care one way or the other. Mm. Um, there, there are defense lawyers, and, and I'm firmly of the view that every defendant requires the most rigorous defense that they can muster to, to like, everyone deserves that that mm-hmm. level of. Of defense, and it's it's absolutely incumbent on the prosecution to prove their case. Firmly believe that in any justice system. But you know, you're right. The the the, the prosecution doesn't have an endless bucket of money that they can throw at things. Mm-hmm. Um, and and the defense can deploy any expert to say practically whatever they want. And, and that that's that's the unfairness of the justice system that we all operate in. And it's the best system that anyone has come up with. And it is. It's gamed by by people that can throw a lot of money uh, at it. And so you know that's a fascinating look. And I just don't I don't think this quite hit the mark in terms of of, of hitting that sweet spot. No. And I didn't need all the other stuff. It did a pretty horrible job of introducing characters. I feel like bull got thrown around, but I don't really know a lot about him other than overly emotional Drew number four for some reason. Um, and he's just a smug jerk, and I don't. You, you've kind of got to make him likable or relatable, and I don't think it did, did that at all for him. But he's also not the most unlikable person in the show. No. That award has to go to um, the defense, the defense lawyer who yeah. you know got the watch from from Obama, mm. who is just but, a jerk mm. who comes across as a misogynist. He's into- like narcissistic, which is which is yeah. very du- very direct and mm. very deliberate yeah. because. Um, he makes the point that they don't like you, and that's going to ruin the case. Mm-hmm. And 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 they, I think they say at one stage it's not a popularity contest. And I'm sitting there going, it yes, kind it of is. is. Yes, <laughs> like is. you can yeah. lose the jury based on being a condescending jerk, and yeah. that's that's what those sort of consultants are there to do to pick up on the bits and pieces. And that's what's fascinating about it. It is a flawed system. I do like the subtle things about like you know the the, the jurors saw that you know he he didn't bring his own bags in and made the the woman do it kind of thing. Like his his assistant do it. Those little things that, that he wouldn't have even thought about, but the jury are definitely seeing. I, I like I liked those things, but do, mm. do we have to have the the freaking introduction to the character? It's so it's so house and all those kind of things where they they walk in, they walk basically past him. He overhears him talking, and then he comes in and saves the day, like by being the smartest man in the room. 
it's mm-hmm. it's just we've seen it so many times that it's just, it's just lazy writing. It was lacking him solving a Rubik's cube as the shorthand to tell yeah, everyone or, how smart. Or eating, or that's eating an apple. They do. Or eating an apple <laughs> while he's doing it. Like that's all we had to be it, doing. It, yeah. It, it, it look, I I think I, it was. It's not a show that I would I'd normally pick. And can, what is with the title? Did did they literally have a brainstorming session like what are we going to call this show? And they've decided to just call it Bull. That's his like, name. Is that is that kind of is that kind of a play on like bullshit? Is that is that what? Yes. Or is it just that's the character's name? It's just the character's name, but we're going to say it's a it's a play on bullshit. Well, it's the same as okay. House. I mean, it did the same thing as House. It's just they just named it after. It's the now twenty five percent smarter, and therefore I like it. <laughs> okay, so basically, um, <laughs> what we say this show is actually a fusion between CSI and House. Yeah, that's what I think it is. That's yeah. that's why I, I just it is. I, I just right, look at cool. it and go, and think, how, how did they get six seasons out of this? Like, how do they possibly get six seasons out of this show? Because I can't see me watching more than a couple of episodes and getting over the whole premise. Yeah, I, I, I sort of feel the same way. I don't know how they got 15 seasons or whatever it is out of, out of CSI. Oh, I, I completely agree with that. <laughs> well, but like, you know, you just put it in different cities. Now it's in Miami. Now yeah, it's but in like, now it's least, online. At least, at, least, at least House, at least, sorry, House, not House, we're not talking about House, but the CSI. You've got you can throw some interesting cases in there, or some bigger cases they can't solve, and mm. you know serial killers get thrown in. There's mysteries in there. Like bull, it just seemed like obviously it's going to be about getting people off their their crimes. And I just even if the, even if the crime itself is interesting, the procedure is still exactly the same. Mm. And, and I do reckon this is the flaw of these some of these shows that we've done is that the the initial story that that the crime is not fascinating, no. like. You need a really good hook to be like, like with CSI, I was like, I couldn't give a shit really. I didn't really matter who the, the toenail and the guy kicking the door in. Like I, I, it was just, it was just kind of like it was there. Like mm. it was just happening around the character drama. Give me a good puzzle to solve. Like, cause these shows are just puzzle solving mm. and it scratches that itch of like, you know, escape rooms are massive at the moment because people want to solve puzzles. If you can do that, you know, in a show like this and make me care about the puzzle and make me feel smart for solving it, um, I think that that's, that's what, you know, this show, these shows try to do. I think CSI did that pretty well, whereas I just think Bull, he's the smartest man in the room and no one at home could play along because he's so super-duper smart. But you, with CSI, you want to be able to go, first 10 minutes of the show, you go, well, he did it, and you guess who did it, and then you see if you're right kind of thing early on. That's the kind of experience you want people to have. With Bull, it's inconsequential, and I, I think that's where that's where the the hook is missing from Bull. Because who cares if he did it or not? And that, that's where that's where it lost me personally. Mm-hmm. I didn't care about anyone's who did what. Like that's the problem with both of the shows is they didn't make me care about any in of the, the in the part in the part the sure. And that's the hard thing in these procedurals is you're not rooting for any of the characters that it's happening to. You're rooting for guilt to solve it. So you're not going, gee, I hope that that person doesn't get found guilty because they seem like a nice dude. They're in there. They've got about 13 minutes of screen time and they're, one of them's guilty. Like, So you're not <laughs> shocked by, you know, so you're actually rooting for Gil or you're rooting for the, the, the lab text to solve the crime rather than the, the story, which I think it's hard to make you invest and care about the crime. I just it would be interesting if it was a if it was a kind of weird and wacky kind of story. This is a death on a boat, and it was just nothing. Like it was nothing happened here. But they, they tried to make it more interesting by you know having an assassination attempt in the middle of the bloody. That, that yeah, was that, that was, was that was weird. there, and then it was gone again. Like it's just there's a lot of weird things happening in both shows that oh, they try to force a whole bunch of stuff in. Yeah, and what about like the 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 young like bondage photos appear? 
and you get to yeah. get a bit of a, mm. a bit of a, a glance at those, and they're a little bit raunchy and a little bit little bit out there, and you know that's not to be. But then it turns out it's actually a different girl, and it's uh, yeah, it's did, some, did, some things did yada yada up. and say that we got those got these from his Snapchat account. Yeah. Like it was just throw show social media names in there, and people are like, oh, this is modern. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but at the same time, you're thinking, well, that's clearly they're doing illegal things. How is this? Allowed to park? Oh, like, oh, we can't use that as evidence. Well, no shit, you can't because because <laughs> you're, you're, you're breaking into bloody people's into no, people's head. No, you can't. Yeah. So all, all you and all so, you're, the, so the probative value of it. Yeah. yeah but all, all you're doing is, is figuring out what the, what they might vote by. What? Why are you trying to solve the crime? Why are you trying to why, solve? Why are you trying to? Why are you trying to work out what they're going to vote for? It's your job to present a robust. Defense, you know, defense like, and no, no. you're trying to pick but you're not, you're not defense lawyer. You're not defense lawyers. No, they're not the defense lawyers. All they are is that they're the people who've been hired to manipulate the jury. It's the same, yeah, it's it's the same thing. They're, they're going to start carrying guns soon and start taking down people. They're there to see whether what they're presenting, what, they're, what their tactics are, are working or not. That's after the jury's been selected, which is the critical part. They're there to say that that that's not working. What you're saying is not landing with the jurors. And that's what, you know, that, that switch between stop with the male lawyer and use the, the 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 female lawyer that's all tactic stuff that someone observing you know impartially who's who's a who's a an observer would tell them and advise them that mm-hmm. all makes sense yeah. there are people who do that as part of the defense kind of mm-hmm. tactical tactical team but it just got a bit lost and a bit overwrought like both of these shows and i think that's what they got to do they think the drama comes from the internal struggles rather than the the decent story that you're trying to tell and i think it takes away from that which is a bit of a shame that's true on both of those yeah so so which which one are you recommending guys like what are you putting forward to our to our audience um look i'll go first yeah. look i csi is probably the more impactful show and if you wanted to go back and look at an artifact from you know the year 2000 and a, and a show that kind of spawned a whole genre of of tv shows and really influenced the way that our um our presentation of these crime procedurals is is, is sort of um done nowadays i mean you'd go csi but like in terms of actually a more watchable episode i found the the constant ca- shift between characters and csi difficult I, following the multiple murders and crimes was was actually a bit of a pain for me it was very disjointing and, and a bit a bit annoying to watch so i I'd, I'd pick pull bull because i think it's actually in terms of a pilot episode it's a more watchable watchable thing but um yeah i'm going to go with bull yeah if i if i had to choose a pilot bull's a better pilot but i i i don't don't like the show. I don't like the way it's going. I don't like the what the direction is going. I don't, I don't like anything about it really. Even Michael Weatherly wasn't overly good as a, a lead character for me. I've seen a lot of CSI. I like CSI. It's it's one of those shows you can just throw on and watch mm. it or don't watch it. It's a good background show if you if you really want to do something. But Bull was a better pilot, I guess. <laughs> he, he he was wearing glasses, which makes him thirty percent smarter. Oh, <laughs> yeah, he, he didn't. He's, he didn't he's do that himself. Out. Put him on glasses. Um, look, I'd recommend CSI. I think it, I think it's actually it's it's more enjoyable. It's it's a very dumb show again, but it's it's watchably dumb, um, and I think I think that that's where it is. It's an artifact. It's a time capsule. There's a whole big conversation about American football that makes no sense between lab techs to fill time in a in a in a very cramped episode. Anyway, I don't know what the hell that was there for. So you watch that, and someone's talking about and you know. Did he mention like an old old school video game, like a like an Atari or something? Or Genesis? No, he, yeah, he, he mentions about a Dreamcast. Oh, you've got Dreamcast. this particular game on Dreamcast. Yeah. Dreamcast. Like that was cutting that, edge. That, and we, that, and was, I had that was sponsored. That was surely sponsored. It, it, 
the, the absence of cell phones or, or mobile phones mm. in that show is weird to me too. Like um, a police procedural that doesn't include mobile phones is bizarre. That's, yeah. That's, that's sort of modern. Like it's still a modern show, but it's 20, it's 22 years old now. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's weird. It's a, it's a, it's an artifact. I'm, CSI turns into a better show, I'm sure of it. So yeah. I would, I would say CSI. The mobile phone thing is interesting because The Wire came out roughly the same time. Uh, and and the mm. wire had mobile phones and pages and things. You don't even see pages in CSI. But they used to use them. Oh God, just, just watch the wire. Them. If you want to watch a procedural, please <laughs> go watch the wire. Like, what are we talking about this shit for? I know, right? Like, we're already talking the wire. We actually should just do an interruption at the start of the show and just say, <laughs> "Thanks for joining to listen to the show." Actually, if you really want to watch a good procedural crime drama, watch the wire. Thanks, everyone. Bye. <laughs> and of course, this episode brought to you uh, by Nick's nipple poison. Uh, if you want to poison someone, make sure you apply it. Generously on your nipples. All right, you ready to call the outro? Yep, talent's here, let's go. Right, you want to warm up or anything first? No, I'm no. good. <clears throat> okay, hit me. Now remember, no cliches, funny, light, it's a podcast. Go. In a world. Always do this. It's the first one. But that's, that's It's what, the most obvious but one. But that's what good trailers No, no, just no. On the edge of space. Shand. Bedroom, house, podcast, us, go. Jurassic Park meets Twilight. Imagine that. Yeah, yeah. We're a podcast. But We're not a movie. Dun, dun, dun. We podcast. Us talking about movies. Is it just, just no, no? Just go. Is it because the no, gen- the T Rex no. has little arms and couldn't stab him in the chest with a stake? Go. A rooster and a cat are friends. Shen. I know you're a cock, but this. Careful. Come on, movies podcast. It's us talking about them. Go. Two idiots have a podcast. They talk about movies and nonsense. If you'd like to join in that conversation, you can hit them up on masspodcasters at gmail.com or talk to them on Facebook. That's so hard? Yeah, my voice hurts a little. I've got a tickle and I actually think Jurassic Park and Twilight as a crossover would work. <sighs> Shut up.